Hey guys, before we jump in this week, we just wanted to share a quick message from our sponsors over at Podcorn. If you're like us and love podcasting and you either already have your own podcast or are thinking of starting a podcast, you're probably wondering what everyone else wonders. How in the F do you make a profit and start getting those sponsors? A common myth with podcasting is that you have to have millions and millions of downloads to get started. Well, guess what? You don't. Podcorn is a great place to start monetizing your unique show. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasts and brands to all different types of sponsorship opportunities. And the best part about it is it's free. We all love free, don't we? So go ahead, head over to podcorn.com, get registered and start making that money, honey. You can also click on the link in the Girl Why Podcast show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorships opportunities today. Don't forget, guys, check out www.podcorn.com to start getting your paid sponsorships today. Be like us. You got to get paid and make that money. Welcome back, bitches. This is Girl Why Podcast with your hosts, Vanessa and Terry. Your weekly podcast where no no topic topic is off limits. Welcome back, everybody. We have a very special guest today. She is a fitness model and WBFF, which means World Beauty Fashion and Fitness Competitor. So welcome, Kat. And I don't want to mess up your last name because I'm kind of nervous about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. How are you, darling? I'm so glad that you were able to join us. Thank you so much. I'm well. I'm so glad to be here with you girls. It's so awesome. I'm so honored to be asked to be a part of this. I just love your platform. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So do us a favor. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are. Um, just kind of give them a little bit of background into Cat's world. Sure. So I was born in Irkutsk, Russia. It's in Siberia, so really, really far away in a really cold place. Um, And then when I was nine years old, my parents and I immigrated to Toronto, Canada, where I reside right now. Um, And I started competing with the WBFF in bikini division um, in July 2018 and now I'm prepping for my uh, third live show and I have also done two virtual shows during this whole pandemic in lockdown as well Um, and I've also gotten my personal trainer license and I'm also a hypothyroidist uh, weight loss specialist Um, so I help clients lose weight who suffer from hypothyroidism because I suffer from it myself as well. Okay, so that's going to be, yeah, what is that? Sorry, what is that for people who don't know? Right, so um, hypothyroidism is an underactive thyroid disease, and your thyroid is actually a gland in the middle of your neck uh, in the shape of a butterfly, and it's uh, a motor or a mechanism that runs your whole body, actually. So one of the first things that goes is your metabolism. If your um, thyroid gland is not producing enough T3 and T4 hormones, Um, so with that comes a lot of weight gain. And um, so it's called hypothyroidism or underactive thyroid, uh, but there's many, many thyroid diseases like Hashimoto's, there's overactive thyroid, which I actually was diagnosed with at first. And then because of an unsuccessful treatment, it went underactive and my thyroid gland got completely destroyed. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been a journey. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, okay, so kind of if you don't mind, tell us about that journey. So how did you discover that you even had any issues with your thyroid? Was it something that you were dealing with growing up or like, how did that all come about? Cause I'm sure there's people out there who may have 
an issue and don't know how to pinpoint it, or like you said, are misdiagnosed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was 17 years old and um, I remember just one day feeling like I have a heartbeat in my stomach. Just, okay. it was crazy because my heart was beating so fast. I could feel it in my stomach. And I remember complaining to my mom. Um, and then she said, we got to check it out. And so by the time we got an actual doctor's appointment, it started to get worse. And I remember just being like really sweaty all the time, feeling really, really hot, acting and looking as if I am doing like major physical activity when I'm just sitting down or wow. just walking, let's say home from school. And I remember one day, this was so vivid that I was walking through the park. It was really, really cold uh, in the winter. And I had to open my jacket and take off my scarf and my hat because I was just so boiling hot. Mm. Um, and then finally, when I got my appointment, my doctor said, you know what, I feel like this might be um, a thyroid issue. So she got me to do some blood work. And sure enough, it was overactive thyroid. So with that, I had to get um, a pill that you should be taking for the rest of your life, one pill a day. Mm. And then it would lower the production of the hormones. Mm. Um, so it regulated. Unfortunately, my body rejected the pill oh. and just nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. And so the next step would be to do a radioactive iodine treatment where you drink this radioactive iodine mm -hmm. in the hospital. Um, and then you wait three weeks, do another test and see if it works. If that doesn't work, you can repeat the treatment. And then the next step would be to completely cut out um, your thyroid glands and then just take pills to kind of support it um, for the rest of your life. So right. I went to the hospital, did the treatment and the results came back three weeks later and it wasn't lowered enough. So the doctor suggested to repeat it, but he did warn us that sometimes what happens is we overdose the person and not knowing it. Mm -hmm. It's just a common thing and you sign a waiver, mm -hmm. but they're not responsible for it. Um, and in turn, it could turn um, underactive. And so that's exactly what happened. They've lowered the production completely and oh, like wow. in turn, yeah, like completely destroyed my thyroid gland. So it's as if they just like removed it out of me, but just like non-surgically, right? Mm -hmm. Non-invasively. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. And then because of that, like I was just so devastated because so much weight gain happened after that. By the age of 29, I was at like 183 pounds. I was just so tired all the time, depressed. I felt cold all the time instead of hot now. I was going to say, so you cold. went from one extreme yeah. to the next. Totally opposite. Um, just really unmotivated. And then also like, I had no idea what's the right diet, right? Like what, mm -hmm. what kind of food I should eat with that? Because honestly, with like hypothyroidism, soy products, for example, are like the worst thing you can have because they completely suppress the production of your hormones. Mm -hmm. So, and then if you're taking pills to support your thyroid, they stop the, like they stop the pills from working. So like, but no one tells you that, right? Right. right. Um, yeah, I would have never known for that. Example. Sorry, go ahead. We would have never, never known that. Exactly. Like, and who would like doctors don't really tell you that they just say like, take this pill and, and mm -hmm. you'll be fine, but it's not enough. And yeah, like tomatoes cause cause inflammation and you know, uh, thyroid patients retain a lot of water. So like high sodium food processed no food is terrible. It's not good for a regular person either, Right. but somebody with underactive thyroid, like that's just putting a, an X to everything in the like on the, your body working properly right so it's just it was really really crazy and I just felt really defeated um and I just felt like I needed a change so I tapped into fitness and then just kind of never looked back and it changed my life completely
So let me ask you, um, so once you have this procedure where now you've been taken from one extreme all the way to the other, then like you said, so now you're feeling all these symptoms that you're still not feeling good, obviously, even though they're totally different symptoms. So was it just like one day, did you just wake up and say, you know what, like, I'm going to kind of take my life into control or like, how did you get to your fitness part? It's actually crazy. So I always knew that I should do something and take my life under control, but I just didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And then I was out one day um, with a few of my girlfriends and we were just talking about like one of them works for WBFF in the beauty services. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about um, the, the, uh, the federation and how amazing it is. And I've never even heard of them, but then when mm -hmm. she starts showing photos, I'm like, this is amazing. And I've always loved like public speaking and being on stage and performing. Um, so, I'm like this is awesome but like I could never do this and then she's like well there's a division called transformation and okay. it's you versus you and it's basically what you do within the next six months of how you can transform your body um, and then you go out on stage they'll post photos in the background of you from before mm -hmm. and then you can come out in a bikini in a bathing suit even in a just a dress uh -huh. um, and to show what you look like now and it's just you versus you nobody else it's not like a real crazy competition where you're so intimidated and I said, you know what? Like, I will try. Like, I have nothing else to lose. I why not? Like, why not give it a go? Just a switch mm -hmm. went off, you know. And I committed to this. It was October 2017, and I remember starting my prep January 2018, and not missing one day of workouts. Like, never cheating unless my coach would tell me I could have a cheat meal. I did my cardio every single day, and I literally worked my butt off uh, to step on stage in July of 2018 in Manhattan. And when I got there the night before the um, competition, they have an athletes meeting and a registration where you get your pin. Mm -hmm. And so the VP of the organization, Allison Dillette, she saw me and she said, which division are you doing? And I said, I'm doing transformation. She said, well, you kind of look like you could be, you could be really good for bikini. And I said, you're like, there's no way I prep for transformation. I've never done this before. There's girls who've been prepping for years and this is what they do. You know, mm -hmm. I, you can't, you can't throw me in there. And she said, like, what do you have to lose? Like we're gifting this to you. Mm -hmm. So I think you should try it. And I did. So I had to learn posing and then within like half an hour in my hotel room before going out <laughs> on the stage. It was so crazy. And I thought I was going to get so sick and throw up before I went out there. I'm like, I'm going to faint. Um, but I did it. And so I ended up actually getting first place in transformation and I got third. So top three in bikini, wow. which blew me away. And since that moment, like when they called my name out, I just, something inside of me just ignited and just validated and confirmed everything that what I was doing the last six months. And just the fact that I could prove it to myself that, you know, even with hypothyroidism, even when my doctor said, Oh, it's okay. You know, like weight gain just comes with it. It's just something that we can't control. Mm -hmm. uh, no, you can't control it. You can't, you can't take control back um, of your life from it. You can feel good. You don't have to feel depressed every morning. You can have a zest for life again. And I said, I got to do this again because now I want to show other girls and like I want to inspire other women not just who are suffering with hypothyroidism but also with like low self-esteem mm -hmm. that if I can do it you can do it too because if like four years ago you told me that I'm gonna be in the gym like all the time loving it I would say you're absolutely crazy because I had no idea what I was doing zero it was like the most intimidating place of my life that's awesome that's a great story now how often do you work out now well, so now I'm back in prep. I just started prep again for another competition. So I work out uh, 
So twice a day, but not really. So cardio is in the morning fasted. And then I can do a workout right after like weight training mm -hmm. um, or sometimes in the afternoon. So that's why I say twice a day. Um, but uh, resistance training once a day and cardio once a day. And that's for five days a week. And then Saturday, it's just half an hour of cardio, like on a bike or a treadmill. And Sunday is a full on rest day. So that's when you're in prep time. What, do you, what about when you are not prepping for a competition? How do you handle your workouts and how often do you work out then? So for me, it has become a lifestyle now. Okay. And truthfully, if I don't work out, I feel like crap. I just, my body now craves it so much that I just, I just do it because I love it. Gotcha. Um, yes, there are days when I feel really tired and exhausted and I'm just like, I just can't do it. And I've learned to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, but like cardio for me, a fasted cardio, it's like for some people like meditation, right? Or like yoga in the morning, it just sets my tone and mood for the day. It releases endorphins. Mm -hmm. So it charges me up with energy and I feel like I'm ready to take on the world. So it's become a lifestyle now. Right. But for my clients, depends on the programs. Like if it's a weight loss program, then yeah, they'll have to do a little bit of cardio every day. They'll have to do weight resistance, uh, five days a week. But if it's mm -hmm. a lifestyle or maintenance, like three, four times a week is fine. Okay. So I have a question for me because I need to know. <laughs> I get, <laughs> I start working out, right? I get like in the zone and I will go really hard. I will overexert myself, but then it's like, I can't sit on the toilet. Like I have to lower myself and it's very yeah. painful to sit down. So how do I overcome that? Because it makes me like not even want to do anything after that. As I like try to lower myself on to the commode. <laughs> Okay, so sometimes... Like, how do you get past the soreness? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You definitely can get past the soreness. But sometimes it's not about working out harder. It's about working out smarter. Okay, so mm -hmm. just because you're, you're thinking, oh, like, I need to do, like, booty and legs. I got to increase a lot of weight. Actually, you don't. Even, like, especially now the pandemic has taught us that you really don't even need gym equipment. There's bands that you can use and you'll yes. still get amazing results mm -hmm. um and just by using the bands right so you don't have to work out that hard to go completely ham where you can't sit down on the toilet or in your car i know exactly how you feel but also um sometimes it happens because you're not working out um consecutively enough so let's say if you do legs monday and then again, for example, Wednesday and then Friday, and you kind of work through that pain and you still train them, your muscles will eventually get used to it and you'll still keep training. Consistency, right? It's, it's key. Yeah. Some people work out really hard. They get really, really sore. and like, oh, I don't like this. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> and then they stop. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, you know what? I'm, I feel really lazy. I feel sluggish. I need to get back into it. So they'll do it again a week or two later, even a month later. They hate it because they're sore again, mm -hmm. and then they stop again. It's like a vicious cycle. You got to stay there is. <laughs> <laughs> How do you stay so motivated? Um, it's a question that I get asked like almost every day. There's I bet. one person in my DM asking like, oh my God, you're like again on your cardio because I always post like motivational like workouts, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. good morning, let's get on it. Um, it's honestly the fear. I think it's the fear of going back to how I used to feel. Gotcha. I never want to feel like that again. Well, I love the way I feel every morning. And just I just don't want to feel like that again. Let me ask you, if you don't mind me asking, what was your highest weight ever before that you never want to get back to? It was 183. Gotcha. So you said never yeah. again. No. So do you take any 
type of vitamins or like supplements to give you energy? Cause I know like, especially people who work all day, if they want to get in the gym after work, like, like, do you take a pre-workout? Is Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First of all, coffee is life. Okay. I don't care what anyone says. I just yes, love, love, love coffee. <laughs> Black coffee though, like I don't like to add anything into it. Sometimes as a little treat, I'll go to Starbucks and ask them to put in like sugar-free vanilla, like one pump or stevia, sometimes cinnamon powder. Uh, but like obviously no cream, no milk, nothing, just black coffee. Um, yes, pre-workout, absolutely. I, I got sponsored by Rivalist Supplements and Nutrition. Um, I've been taking using their products for a while prior to their sponsorship, but I just love it. I love that, um, that boost of energy. And it gets me through my workouts. And you're totally right. Like some people are after work, like there's no motivation left, right? It's just, you just go there because you just, you're dreading it and you just have to do it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like pre-workout definitely helps. Yeah. What and about vitamins like, about, like, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. What about like vitamins like turmeric or any like multivitamin, like for women, like one a day type of, do you take anything like that? I do. I don't take a multivitamin. I actually take most of them separately. Um, I take the Goalie gummies, which is the apple cider vinegar gummies. I take those so as well. I like those. Yeah, yeah. Those really do work. I just started them, and they really do help. I, I definitely like yeah. those. Yeah, boost of energy. They like they they detoxify the body. They help your digestion. They aid in weight loss. They're just great. It's like apple cider vinegar, but it just it tastes so good. They're so mm -hmm. yummy. Mm -hmm. And they actually ended up sponsoring me recently. There, so I'm super blessed with that also. But um, yeah, so. I take ashwagandha. I recommend it to all my clients. It's a stress relief and it's huge support for uh, thyroid gland. Even people who are not suffering from any thyroid disease, it's a huge thing and it helps with anxiety, especially in times like these. Um, I take mm -hmm. vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, omega-3, uh, vitamin B, B B12 complex. Um, and uh, I drink a lot of water with mm -hmm. lemon. Four liters every single day. Wow, four liters. You're doing better than yeah. me. I'm trying, but not four liters. Yeah. Um, another question that Terry you got for her. Uh, what's one thing that you wish you would have known before you began your career that now you do now? That's a good question. You know what? I think I, I wish I'd known that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Right? Um, my training so style, <laughs> my training style is very uh, personal, and mm -hmm. I take everyone's fitness journey very seriously because I really understand what clients are going through, especially the ones who are suffering from hypothyroidism, mm -hmm. who are whose like weight loss journey is not as easy as someone who is healthy but just needs to lose a few pounds. Mm -hmm. um, so, especially my one-on-one -on -one clients it would get to the point where I would have to go into their home and raid their cabinets. <laughs> and because I'm just no BS kind of person, right? Right. Like I'm going to tell you how it is. Because if you're telling me that you're doing everything right and you're training and I see that you're working hard, but the results are not there, my first thing is, oh my God, like something's wrong with your thyroid. You got to get it tested again. But then you're showing me your results and they're coming back normally. You're taking your supplements or you say you do. And then I go and I find, you know, things in your cabinet or... Um, your dishes are still dirty in the sink and I see things in there like a piece of bread or like it right. happens. Yeah, I yeah. see it all. <laughs> so yeah, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, but it's funny because even though that I say that, like in the beginning, sometimes my clients really don't like me and I get it. It's normal. But then they're very grateful after. 
right? It's you have to be bullet yeah. a little bit bulletproof in this because you know to push people and to kind of be firm and stand your ground. It's hard. It's hard to do that because I'm also very very nice and kind mm -hmm. to my clients, mm -hmm. but sometimes you just have to be a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is your prep like? Not your workout prep, but like competition day from like wake up to the time you're on stage. What is prep like? Like, what oh does it God, all consist so of? Best time ever. So you get to sleep in because now this is like your day, your time to shine. All the hard work is done. So um, you would go downstairs into, so usually these shows happen in a theater venue or mm -hmm. if it's a really big hotel in the theater at the hotel. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the ballrooms would be transformed into glam room. Okay. So you'd go down there and then you'll have tanners over there. So you'll get your spray tan top coat because the night before you already got your base coat of a spray tan. Now you're getting top coat. It's nice and shiny. They, they contour your, all your muscles. Um, and then next you'll go and sit down in a chair and you will get your makeup done and then you'll get your hair done. And then you just go upstairs back into your room and you just lay on your bed with your <laughs> feet elevated and, you know, just relax. It's basically all about relaxing. It's the waiting game. It's hard because your water gets cut completely the night before. Right. So you can't even have a sip of water. Um, your food depends on your coach and like on your body and how it's coming in. So because your body's drying out. Um, so sometimes you'll have breakfast in the morning. Sometimes your coach will just tell you to carb up right before the show. So coach is constantly looking at you or checking in. Um, and then around, uh, so shows are usually at five o'clock for WBFF. Uh -huh. So around four o'clock, they want you in the venue to do a run through for a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So you go in backstage, you, girls are with girls, guys are with guys, you'll change into your fabulous, gorgeous glam bikini, <laughs> you put on your little robe that they give you that says WBFF Diva on the back of it, put your heels on, and then you go out on stage and do a run through. And then um, you go back, and then you just wait for your categories to be called out, they start lining you up, and then you just they just kind of push you up on stage, and you just do your thing over there, and you just wait for the results. It's a long show. Mm -hmm. But you don't even feel hungry at this point. You don't even want to have any water because the adrenaline and the excitement mm -hmm. of it just makes it so worth it. It's like, it's insane. I know, like six to eight months of prep to just shine on stage for like two minutes is wild. But it's just so worth it. <laughs> now, my, uh, you, go ahead, Terry. How do you keep your bikini in place? Is the hairspray on the butt, is that myth true? It is true. Um, I've never used it. I've never used it. I've been very lucky with a bikini designer. She just she just alters alters it like right to fit my frame because she's here local in Toronto. So I kind of just see her like even two days before my competition. So she really um, uh, perfects it for me. But other girls who have like their bikini shipped to them, yeah, like they use the hairspray. There's another thing that I forgot what it's called, but yeah, bikini bum or something like that. <laughs> um, from keeping it in place yeah we, i bought i've seen it all like i was working uh i was working the show once last november in miami so just helping out backstage um and we had a girl go out on stage and she's doing her thing and all of a sudden her bra just like flies open oh god so she's catching it like luckily no one saw it she's oh my running god off the stage crying like her makeup's running help me help me so i'm tying her thing like it's all opening up like we have like safety pins backstage like you know you're fine you're fine just get in there just push her back out on stage it happens i mean these bikinis are so tiny 
all the stones on them. The stage is full of stones because they fall off all the time. It's, it's so, but it's such a glam thing. It's so much fun. Has anything <laughs> super embarrassing like ever happened to you? Like, have you ever tripped on stage or anything like no, that? No, don't oh, do thank that. God. Thank God. <laughs> No, I've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. Um, I thought I would fall over once because I had really uncomfortable heels and it was mm-hmm. like way too late to change them. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know how I'm going to walk in them, but I, I did it. It was last, last June in Orlando. Um, they were so uncomfortable. I just couldn't wait to get off the stage. Like <laughs> I, thought, I thought I would trip for sure. So when a competition is done and you've done all you can do, you've walked off stage and whether you won or lost or whatever has happened, what's your first cheat meal? Okay, so it's tradition. I, I'm not a dessert person at all. Okay. But I have a favorite chocolate bar, and it's Kit Kat. Okay. So Yeah, and um, so it's packed into my little suitcase that I bring with me backstage. Um, and as soon as I'm off the stage, that's what I devour. And then after that, when we go back to the hotel, I usually get a burger and fries. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Now I know that people are listening to this, so they'll have to go to our social media to see photos of you, but you're beautiful. You're absolutely gorgeous. You're stunning. How do you, you're so welcome. How do you deal with haters? Because I'm sure just like anybody else in the world, you get them. How do you deal with them? Listen, I'm, yeah, I, um, it's, it's been happening for a while. Like I remember I, I just remember these little things of like snippets of like my high school life. Like I've been told, like there's been rumors that like, Oh, her eyes are fake. She's a liar. Her, like her eye color is fake. Mm-hmm. She actually wears contact lenses and she's lying to everybody. Um, or like, Oh, she has, she had a nose job or she's lying. Like her hair is not real. It's all extensions mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Listen, people are going to talk and talk and talk. And it's no reflection on you of who you are as a person. It's a reflection on them and their own insecurities. And I always say, first of all, I don't want to sound like a bitch, but it's like, I must be doing something right. Yeah. So true. So true. Right. And second of all, um, I cannot control what they say, what they think, what they do. I can control how I react to it. And I'm just like, it doesn't even register here over my head completely. Don't care. How about social media hate? Same, just kind of just let it go. I've been pretty, honestly, I've been pretty lucky. Good. That I haven't had any crazy like haters. Good. I've had just respectful men, which is like really bad um, on social media, but like not haters, which I, I've been pretty lucky in Good. that matter. Yeah. Okay. What else Since you did bring up your eyes, you brought up your eyes. Okay, your eyelashes are phenomenal. What They're, do you use? These are eyelash extensions. Yes. Oh, okay. So like the prof- like the ones you get, Vanessa, like the yes. professional. Yeah. Like okay. when you go see a, 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 like a lash girl and then she'll yes. one by one put them yes. on. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, they are perfection. She does a very good job. <laughs> um, who are the people that um, are influential in your life? Um, definitely my mom. My mom, my grandmother, my father, he's really, really sick right now. So he's actually suffering from Alzheimer's. Mm, um, yeah, thank That's you. Hard. And no, it's okay. Like, I mean, we've come into terms with it. So 
um, he was a really big influence in my life in terms of like what I went into, like when in university, like I studied public relations because I said I want to be a homicide detective. I want to be a social worker, always something with helping people, you know, like I always, I've been drawn to that. And then my dad's like, no, I, I just like, I don't think you should do that. You should be in public relations, you know, still work with people, but just not something really like um extreme like a homicide detective. dangerous right <laughs> so yeah um so my father my grandmother and my mom so they they're still around and they're so amazing and they they're, they're so independent they're so encouraging and motivational my mother has gone through a lot of course with my dad mm-hmm. um my grandmother was a single mom so she raised my mom on her own and um she's just the most positive person i know it's like everything that happens to her she just says you know what it's exactly what it's supposed to happen and better days are going to be there and it's that's it just go with the flow and take it day by day and i've always been like this i love that yeah where do you where do you envision or where would you like to envision your career taking you your fitness career taking you in the next let's say five years over the next Uh, five years yeah so i'm honestly truthfully i'm building an empire (laughs) i love it i love it so yeah i uh i just want to have like a group of like a huge following of queens that we can inspire and empower each other um you know we're in 2021 women you know power and uh features female i mean yeah everything's been going on in the world lately and the historical event that we just experienced yesterday for the first time like just gives me goosebumps even talking about it now yeah just like empowering and inspiring women no matter where i am yeah no matter how big or small it is if i can inspire just one that's it my job is done and it validates everything that i stand for i love that yeah so is there any yeah is there any advice that you would give to someone who wants to possibly pursue a career similar to yours yeah, it's not just maybe similar to mine. I think with anything in life, whether it's a fitness journey, a uh, change of a career, uh, a move, whatever it is, I think you have to know your why. You really have to know your why and you really have to stick by it. If it's just to kind of a change of scenery or to explore something new, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, my why was huge, right? So my why in the fitness journey was because I, I was done with hypothyroidism taking control of me. My why to pursue my career in fitness to help other people is because I was inspired by them. They inspired me uh, to inspire them. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I wanted to prove it to them that if I can do it, they can do it too. Um, so just know your why and stick to it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, anything else, Terry, that you wanted to ask her before we let her go? Are you binging anything good on TV right now since you're in lockdown? <laughs> um, oh my God. Yes. So Bridgerton. Everybody is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like the whole world right now. <laughs> I, it's not even my type of show. I People are like, oh, it's so Gossip Girl. I've never seen Gossip Girl. Not even one episode ever. Me neither. But I'm obsessed with Bridgerton. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's because it's COVID brain or like, <laughs> what is it? Everybody I is. Yeah. Um, and then there was another show that I binged with probably in like one day. Uh, the Undoing with Nicole Kidman and Oh Hugh my Rand. God, so good. Oh my God. Oh yes, yes. That was I posted so on Instagram. I got all my friends hooked on it. Like it was amazing. I and watched also, it in one day also. It was yeah, so yeah. good. 
Oh my God. And I was such a detective. I'm like, the girl did it. Her friend, the lawyer did it. The son did it. I'm just freaking out. <laughs> Same. I wish they had more shows like that where it was a limited, like I think it was six episodes or seven. I don't remember. Yeah. And it was and it's good to the point and it's just it you know keeps you in your toes the entire time and then you're done like i we need more yes. shows like that definitely also watch the crown and i was pleasantly surprised you watched it's that crazy. too Carrie. yeah i did yes yeah so crazy i only watched the part with princess diana <laughs> yeah um and then there's another one uh i forgot what it was oh you remember do you guys remember that show called you yes 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 yes, yes, yes. with a stalker Yes. The soccer. Oh my god! Good show. I that too. Something about it. I don't know. It's so sickening. Like <laughs> because it's like one of those things that's scary that it could actually really happen though. You know what I yeah. mean? They're, they're yeah. happen to anybody. Uh-huh. Crazy, crazy. Well, we loved having you, Kat. Anything else that our listeners should know about you? Where can they find you on social media? Um, where can they look more into your? WBFF, all of those things. Share that with our listeners, please. Totally, yeah. So I'm very open on Instagram about my life. It's like my personal little journal. So I talk about my prep life. I post workouts over there, motivational stuff, and I interact with all of my followers. So you can just reach out to me on my Instagram, and it's just Kat Ostromova. Um, and yeah, and I'll follow you back, send me a message. And then uh, if you're interested in training with me, there's a link in my bio which will take you to uh, a form that you have to fill up and then I will get back to you like within 24 hours. Awesome. Well, we will put all of those details in the uh, podcast episode as well. So you guys can definitely find her on Instagram. Kat, we loved having you. Uh, Like I said, you are a beautiful woman. Keep up what you're doing. I love the female empowerment. Um, And just thank you for being here with us. We really Thank you so much for having me. You girls are amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) You are welcome back anytime. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, darling. Have a good day. You too. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right. Well, that was so fucking inspiring. She literally makes me want to jump on my Peloton right fucking now. Like, I need to go take a spin class right now, Terry. <laughs> you don't need to take a spin class. That's what the fucking Peloton is for. That's what it is. It's a class, girl. It's a class. How's Orange Theory? You gone back yet? Hell no. <laughs> Are you going to go back? I don't know. Orange Theory is a pretty pricey for my um, podcast budget. I hear you, girl. No judgment there. No judgment. So I will probably keep doing those little resistance bands and the little workouts that I can do while I lay in my bed. I got it. I got it. Well, she was awesome. She was super inspiring. But before we run out of time, we have some serious hot topics to talk about this week before we end this episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, first and foremost, did you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? I'm almost done with it. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I, I don't really have that many feelings. I feel like nothing crazy has happened yet. I know. I feel like, first of all, like, I think this whole season is going to be about this three-summer, four-summer, five-summer, whatever the fuck goes on at their, like, little vacation now that they're at, finally, you know? So I think a lot of the season's going to be about that because that seems what the previews and the hype has all been about. But, like, I just want to get to it. Who had sex with who? Who did Tanya have sex with? Who did Portia have sex with? Because that's what everybody's been saying. I need to know who did it, and I want to get to it. So I just feel like they're drawing it out, and it's taking forever. Um, yeah, they'll do what Real Housewives of Potomac did and, like, play it the last episode after correct. making you watch a whole season. Correct. That's really what I feel like is happening. So I'm just like, all right, on with it. Not a surprise. Kenya with her fucking private jet and sends everybody on a Springer. I was like, that's so Kenya. But 
in a way, like, I'm not surprised. And, like, I don't understand why these people bitch. Like, set, set up your own travel plans. Like, you guys always get mad and you're never satisfied with it. Just set up your own shit. That's what I would do. Yeah, I, but it could have been avoided. But I guess if they wanted to avoid it, they wouldn't put it on TV if she had just said, hey, guys, I'm fucking doing this. Do your own thing. Yeah. Instead of being like, don't tell anybody. Shh. Well, that's Kenya, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not really mad at Kenya. I'm not going to take my baby, my nanny, and myself in a Springer with all you wild people. I'm going to fly private, comfortable, and see you when I see you. And you get there how you get there. Yeah. I mean, you do that to me. Pretty Vanessa's much. Flying, Vanessa's upgrading to first class. My ass is in coach by the bathrooms. How I hey, travel. Listen. <laughs> Every man for themselves when it comes to getting on these uh, trips. So whatever. All right. So are you caught up on Salt Lake City? I am. I am. I'm getting more into it than I was at the beginning of the season because at first I was like bored as fuck. But this last episode that I watched, it had some good moments. Like I liked when Whitney said that she can't try to, she can't imitate Meredith because she can't look (laughs) like she's taking a shit and being sexy at the same time. That That fucking cracked me up. That was funny. That was funny. And then when Jen goes on a double date with, um, yes, um, Jen Shaw's friend and her husband's friend or whatever, and he orders a damn Shirley Temple. Yes. Big Daddy orders a Shirley Temple to drink. And she's like, I thought we were going to be like whining and dining. And he like eats like a little kid. Yeah. That would have been a turnoff to me, honestly. Like I need a grown man. Like I'm not saying you have to be like an alcoholic like me, but like you need to at least be able to have a cocktail with me at dinner. I can't. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, like, in recovery, but then I probably wouldn't be dating you unless I wanted to date Whitney's dad. That is true. That is very true. And then Jen Shaw, you know, the drama carried on about um, her husband's party and all that, which I still am on her side with. There's a time and a place for everything. I totally agree with that. Not saying that they shouldn't have their conversations with her or whatever, but there's definitely a time and a place for everything. This week, which will air... um, which will actually be after the episode airs, so we'll talk about it on next week's episode. This one looks actually really good because it looks like they're having, like, a come-to-Jesus moment with Jen, so that'll be interesting to see how she freaks out because I definitely expect her to freak out because she always does. (laughs) Yeah, they ask, like, who doesn't trust Jen? And everybody raises their hand. I just think people are, like... She's going to storm out of there, like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like... So there's been, I see people going back and forth arguing because they're like, in case people have Bravo amnesia, like uh, the white cast members throw glasses too. I don't really think that has anything to do with it. Like obviously Teresa Judice is like Italian as they come, but like all of them have had their moments that are, you know, aggressive, but Jen Shaw, it's like every time she drinks and gets angry, she's punching balloons in and the hallway. I think it has to do with, because this is season one in like episode one, too she was already doing this so it's like you know she just kind of went all the way in really quickly you know versus like she didn't give us a chance to get to know her like her and then see her go the fuck off on people and be like oh okay i get it she just she's been going off since you know episode one kind of thing and i think that's where she where she kind of missed it where like you have to let people build a relationship with you and then like go wild and crazy you can't just go wild and crazy like in one second you know what i mean or, or on every throws, episode. Uh, every maybe episode. That's what like, does it I don't know. Me. Maybe it's just, like, too much. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm even, like, contradicting myself. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, it's just too much, I think, is my thing. <laughs> well, every time I watch an episode and she goes to some type of outing, she is breaking glass. I'm like, damn, I wouldn't want to go out with you. I'd be hitting the crossfire with some fucking glass stepping on it and shit. Like, calm, calm down. 
And, you know, in my opinion, if you read between the lines, if you see Sharif's reaction when at his party and he's like talking to his son and then he's like, mom's drinking too much. And then she like, he like ignored her for like X amount of days. If you look in between the lines, that tells you that that's, that happens all the time. That behavior, yeah. you know, he's, you can tell he's very uh, frustrated and fed up with it. Obviously they may or may not, but they haven't uh, dived all the way deep into their marital issues, which obviously we know that there are some she has talked on a surface level a little bit about with, between us traveling and whatever, but you can tell that that ain't their first rodeo with that whole situation, just based on his like reaction and everything. So I think Jen is just like a fucking fireball, like all the time. Yeah. I, so, I, so we'll see. I don't know. I definitely think she's going to carry the drama through like, season after season i think that's gonna be jen shaw i don't think she's gonna change honestly I have a well, we probably she wouldn't watch it if she role. wasn't on there yeah if I, I think I, I think she decided that was gonna be her role and she's gonna stick to it so we shall see moving on courtney and travis barker tell me what your thoughts are i have zero opinion i mean i'm surprised but i just think well, first of all, for those people that don't know, Travis Barker is the drummer from Blink-182. Um, I know just from, like, watching Kardashians and obviously my obsession with the Kardashians, um, <laughs> they have been, fa- he has been a family friend to the Kardashians for a long time. So they've definitely, like, hung out and we've seen them in public together before. So that's not, like, a shocker. But I think, like, what started all these rumors is he actually posted a picture on his social media um of the pool area of chris jenner's palm spring beautiful fucking house that i just want to spend like five minutes in (laughs) and that's kind of like when the rumor started and then e-news was even speculating a little bit that hey it looks like there's something more going on and i think whenever e-news says anything about the kardashians we all kind of our ears perk up a little bit because they have that relationship with them and they usually have like all the juice Mm -hmm. um so then um Wait, I wanted to, before I, sorry, I got sidetracked because I wanted to make this really important note. Just going back to 2019, do you know his ex, uh, Shanna, I think it's like, how do you say her last name? Um, McClure or whatever it is. She, they were married for like a long time. She used to actually date the boxer Oscar de, Oscar de la Hoya, but she does not like the Kardashians. So it'll be interesting oh. to see if they are dating because back in 2019, she had posted a picture of their daughter or of her daughter. I'm not sure if it's her daughter with Oscar, if her daughter with him, but regardless, one of her children. Um, and someone commented, oh, your daughter kind of looks like Kim Kardashian in this photo. And she commented back saying, Kim wishes, sorry, I do not like that family. Um, oh, so God. That was interesting because I've seen him hang out post that time. And like I said, they've been family friends like him because they're separated for a long time. So if it is true, it will be interesting because they have kids together with like him and his ex-wife how she allows that whole dynamic or like whatever. Cause her words exactly was she does not like that family. Um, so I don't know. I don't have an opinion yet. The only other thing that I wanted to side note that I was reading as I was kind of digging up for this episode, which I did not know. Apparently Travis also dated Paris Hilson in 2006. And then later in 2015, he went on to do an interview with us weekly. And he actually talked about Kim Kardashian being the eye candy and, how he loves curvy girls and things like that. So I just think that's going to be kind of interesting as well, because like, what about Christmas time? Like, isn't that like awkward? You're all sitting at the Christmas table and like, he was talking about your sister's curvy ass body and now she was so hot like back then and like now you're dating her. In that circle, I think that's probably like the least of their what worries. Happens. 
I guess. Yeah, I mean, I like I so much crazier shit probably goes down that it's like out of sight, out of mind. I agree. So there's a lot to kind of watch this whole thing. I don't, I don't know if I think it's going to be something serious or they're just having fun because they've been friends for a long time. But it'll be interesting. Obviously, neither one of them have said anything. But an important note, we actually posted on our story. Um, we did a share from E! News about them dating. And Kourtney Kardashian did look at the story. So she's obviously intrigued about hearing things about her and Travis, whether they're true or not. So I don't know if that means anything. We will see. I'm sure we'll watch it on the final season on E! News. So that'll be very interesting. What else do we have in our celeb tea for the week? I literally thought you were going to say it shows that she's interested in, you know, reading about herself. <laughs> well, that too. But like, you have to be, don't you? Don't they? Like, I would. I mean, I, wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to know. I'd probably be depressed. I need to know, like, a little bit of what people are saying. Ugh, who cares? What the streets are talking. <laughs> so, word on the street this week is been all about fucking Jay Cutler, Kristen mm-hmm. Kenwary, and Madison LaCroix? Uh, LaCroix. LaCroix. Yes. Yeah. And her so, ex-man, Austin Kroll. Kroll, I would say his damn name. Like a whole drama going on here, girl. Oh, yeah. But I like, woke up, what was it, like Saturday? Like, I don't know what day I woke up and like, that's all, you know, you go on social media and that's all you saw. I was like, well, damn, what happened? Who did it? Well, Madison was already on everybody's shit list because Southern Charm aired their finale last Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And she just looked like a fucking asshole. Like the entire show, she was getting a lot of hate because she doesn't want to be with Austin, but she doesn't want Austin to move on. So at a pool party that they're at, someone sends her a text saying that, you know, oh, well, so Austin hooked up with this girl. So she like storms up into this tree house, which is just funny to me. They're in a fucking tree house. <laughs> you fucking beta bitch. Oh God. And at first I'm like, what does she mean by a beta bitch? Did she say beta fish? And I had to rewind it. But she meant to say that she's the alpha and he's the beta. Which like, oh. mm, come up with a better insult. I just feel like you're a pussy. Actually, I'm she dead. said that too. She said I'm that dead. too. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> So everybody was kind of like, what do you want Austin to do, man? Like, you don't want to be with them. And then he's like, okay, well, then I'm going to move on. And then she's like, no. So there has been rumors for a while that she was seeing Kristen Cavallari's ex, Jake Cutler, ex-NFL player, father to her two, three kids? Three? So yeah, so just a little quick backstory. So Jay and Kristen, they were married for seven years, three kids, and they announced that they were getting divorced in 2020. So their rumors, Madison and Jay's rumors started actually in November of 2020 when he posted a picture on his IG um, with Shannon Ford. Now, Shannon was one of Kristen's ex-employees who they had some sort of falling out. I didn't watch that show, so I don't know, nor do I really care. But they had some sort of falling out. But the real puncher of the picture was that he posted a picture with her ex-BFF. And it's kind of like a fuck you to Kristen because like I'm hanging out with your arched enemy kind of thing and then the more interesting part about that post of course you know like the plot thickens madison commented on that post saying see y'all soon at shannon ford that was the first time that they made like any type of public anything that they even all knew each other kind of thing see everybody forgot about that because i completely oh i have a whole breakdown so you keep going and then i will give the facts in between thank you for reminding me always honey that's what we (laughs) that's why we work so well together So, 
in true Madison fashion, because I mean, I love, I like Madison. I had up until I saw that finale and I'm just like, I'm with everybody else. What the fuck do you want this poor kid to do? Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude. Mm-hmm. So she shows her ass on Instagram live and starts talking all this. Well, wait, I don't know. let's back up. I got to yeah, interrupt like, you here. The Taylor so, Swift song is important. Wait, wait, you okay. got to back it up. So before Madison, so like I said, November, 2020, Jay posts that picture. Fast forward December 5th. Kristen posts a pic of herself in a bikini in Austin, who is Madison's ex. Keep up with us, guys. Uh, he commented on that photo saying, see you next week. Keep bringing the internet. I'm sorry. Keep breaking the internet in the meantime. Madison then commented on a separate post that was in regards to that post that Kristen posted about her bikini in her bikini saying, yeah, trust me, if he was with her, he wouldn't be sending me songs at midnight. Blessed. So obviously everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? You got Madison commenting on Jay Cutler's photos. You got um, Austin commenting on Kristen's photos. It's like a whole fucking Hollywood celeb hot mess. Correct? Am I good? Yes. All right. So keep in mind, Madison and Austin dated for three years. So just in case you're confused by any chance, because there's a lot going on in the story, um, Madison and, and Austin dated and Kristen and Jay dated. And then somehow they've all like combulated and they're all like dating each other's exes is what it seems like to me as an outsider looking at all in all this crap. It's a big fuck fest of intermingling Correct. people that have fucked each other. <laughs> Correct. So fast forward to December 14th. Um, that's when the infamous IG live happens, which is includes Kristen Cavallari, her BFF, Justin Cutler, Austin Kroll, and like some guy friend of uh, Austin or whatever. His name is Craig. I think he's on the show with him. I don't know. I don't watch that shit. But they're all drunk on the IG Love, or IG Love, <laughs> IG Live, <laughs> and they're singing the famous Taylor Swift song, Never Ever Getting Back Together. Justin, who is Kristen's BFF, is also seen in the camera saying, he doesn't like you, Madison. Obviously, we all assumed he was talking about Jay Cutler. We can only all assume. And then Kristen uh, seen on Austin's shoulder. So there's like a whole lot going on in this like little IG video. And it just seems like, again, as an outsider, there's a lot of back and forth, like tick for tack, like it, it, it kind of thing to me, but that's just my opinion. So then fast forward about a month later, you got Madison who goes on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And of course, you know, Andy, Andy don't play. He got questions. He's going to get answers or at least ask, and then you do whatever you want. And he flat out asked her, so what do you think about your ex hanging out with Kristen Cavallari? Did you watch any of their adventures on IG? Madison replies, I was busy having my own adventure. No, I did not. And of course, Andy, that's why Andy gets to my nerves sometimes, but I do love him. He says, an adventure like the Jay Cutler kind, she says, I'm not kissing and telling. So she never really, not, nobody ever confirms or denies if they dated, were dating, sleep. No one says anything. It's just kind of like, eh, not kissing and telling. Kristen and Austin have never said anything. So I don't know, but keep going. We got a little more to go through and then you kind of get it. So finally, last Thursday, which I think you were mentioning earlier, was the season finale of Southern uh, Charm, where apparently Madison was kind of like showing her ass on the episode. But the best part is she then goes on her IG live, starts singing the same Never Ever Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift. And then she goes on to make a comment, don't worry, my kid's at his dad's. I don't think when that video was made, hers were. So kind of like basically insinuating that the night Kristen was all drunk on IG with her ex, her kids, she had her kids and she was I guess being what you would call an irresponsible parent. It was like mom shaming, I think is what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when finally the whole big thing happened where Jay and Kristen post a pic at the exact same time with the caption reading, 
the, uh, the world is full of users. 10 years can't break that. I personally take it as they're just kind of showing a united front, like, don't fuck with us. I took it a different way. And here's Wait, tell why. Tell me. That's what I wanted uh, to hear. Go ahead. Okay, so Jake Cutler, he used to not run his Instagram account. Kristen made that Instagram account for him when they were married, and she used to do all of the posting. So okay. I don't really think that Jake Cutler would do a mirroring image of him and Kristen with that caption. I kind of think Kristen did that, and he's like the father of their kids, so he's like, okay. But I don't think that he got out his phone and actually fucking did it himself. He doesn't really seem like that type to me. And since she used to run his Instagram account, I kind of think she had 120% to do with it. That's a really good point. I a, did not know about that part of the IG account. So that's a really, really good point. Um, I took it more as maybe, like I said, that they're showing you, like, don't come for my kids kind of shit or my family kind of thing is how I took it. I don't know. Um, since then, it's been kind of quiet. No one has really said much else besides the fact that Madison did share some screenshots of her and Jay's tweets, where she basically outed that I guess they may have had sex or slept together. Um, but those were very embarrassing because you can tell that she deleted text messages. I was just going to say, so um, I'm not going to read them because I think you can just find them anywhere on the internet. But like, that's what everybody's saying is that like, you know, if you have an iPhone, you know how you can delete part, you know, parts of a conversation if you want to. That's what people are saying that she did. So I don't know, but after that, no one has really said a whole lot. I don't know if we're going to hear anything else about it in the near future. It doesn't seem like much has been clarified. And I still think that Kristen and Justin, or Justin, Kristen and uh, Jay, bless you, are going to move forward with a divorce. Uh, yeah. I, think I don't that think this the changes mom, anything. The mom shaming, I think, is just what, like, made her fucking, like, lose her shit. I wouldn't want to fuck with Kristen Cavallari, first of all, because... No. And you uh, never... Mom <laughs> shaming is never going to look good. Even if, like, people... Because, like, I was watching... I don't know who I was watching. Maybe it was Wendy. I don't know. You know, Kristen and Jay, they're messy already as it is, you know? We're like, they go on vacation one day, getting divorced the next day. You know what I mean? Like, they're messy to begin with. But she's almost being messier right now. And when you mess, when you come for people and their kids, even if Jane and Kristen are super messy, they're going to figure it all about that. Cause you can never go for moms. Cause that mom troop will come on and get you. Yeah. So Madison has been posting on Instagram with her cryptic ass captions. One of them said that she's unbothered dead. and everybody's shredding her because they're like, obviously you bothered bitch. I'm dead. <laughs> and, and then this next one, she's got her ass like, tooted up in the air and the caption is walking more than the sun oh lord the drama of it all <laughs> good lord so that's like some good hollywood tea for the week um like i said as far as courtney and travis goes we shall see this whole Kristen, justin jay austin madison fucking drama i don't really think we're gonna see much more out of it personally we shall see because you never know Anything else that we need to report on that I forgot before we wrap it up? Um, just that, well, it's going to be in the past now, but obviously it's the anniversary of um, Kobe and Gigi Bryant. Yes, always. We, As uh, we're recording we, this. Yep, it's actually the day we're recording. So yes, we did put a post up today. Um, and yes, it's, you know, it's a day that we remember them. And I, I can't believe it's been a year. You and I texted about that earlier, so... Definitely, my heart goes out to the entire Bryant family and all those that loved and cared for them. Uh, we're thinking of them all the time, but especially today. So, definitely. Um, 
Otherwise than that, don't forget to check out www.girlwidepodcast.com. We always have new updates, new stories, new everything. You can find our social media on there. You can find our merch on there. You can drop us comments, whatever. You can always find everything that's going on there. Also, don't forget to follow us if you don't already on our social media. Um, IG is probably the best way to get us, but all our social media, the name's the same. It's girl underscore Y underscore podcast. Um, Excuse me, my voice is going here. So again, we love you guys for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review. But if you hated it, walk the fuck away. Correct. Again, guys, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and bye-bye. Bye.